And therefore, people would have been figuring out how to use ghost labor to for, make money for energy generation. Yeah, yeah. If because- nobody's making money off of it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Scotch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 185 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth, and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam, and I'm on the Tizane train. I'm Sam, and I'm an artist. Uh, What's the Tizane train? (laughs) (laughs) I want on it. Hold on. We got to finish the intro. Finish the intro. Then we'll talk about what just just happened. This is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is Jamble Wamby Cleveland, 20... Grind. Jamble Wamby Cleaver. <laughs> that's a good that's, character name. I'm about to take that. Jamble Wamby Cleaver. Yeah, that's pretty good. Before we get started, we have a warning. There's going to be swearing and curses and profanities. Yeah. So maybe we should a, actually do that before anything else even happens. Maybe we should pre record that. Just play that yeah. first. That's the, that's now the intro. I just maybe we can just shorten it real tight and just say curses. Uh, curses. Curses. <laughs> curses. <laughs> All right. Let's what's, talk. The, what's the Tizane tray? Uh, so, so I'm I'm avoiding caffeine and trying mm-hmm. to like just get it out of my diet completely because just it fucks with me. Okay. Right? So, but there's this, the curses. There it is. I wanted to get one in there as quick as possible. Yeah. Prove it. Now that now that we have now the that warning. We've, yep. Uh, so I've been trying to get off of caffeine, and that means not even decaf coffee. It also means that basically no teas, right? Because mm-hmm. so all the good hot beverages, you know, tea and, co- and coffee, the ones that are always available, are just always caffeinated. So I've been going for herbal teas, mm-hmm. um, or there's and, hot chocolate, uh, which is a sugar bomb. So those are yeah, that's right. So I can I can get diabetes or have my brain get all fucky, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I've been tr- I've been trying to find really good herbal teas, and so I'm always trying to find. I'm always like, I need to go get some tea, and I have to, I have to specify, but not ones with tea in them, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then at some point, my wife informed me that that an herbal tea is actually called a tisane if it has no if it's just made out of things because it's not because because oh. tea is a Plant, yeah, right. And if you make and if you make herbal tea, it is not tea. But the thing is that most herbal teas actually do have tea in them. Oh my god, they're not purely Mm. just herbal teas. They're not pure tisane, exactly. So it turns out what I need Mm. is a pure tisane. But the first time my wife told me the name of that, I was like, I'm not using that word. (laughs) Pure tisane sounds like a cool ass hip hop name. Uh It does. Uh, (laughs) But over time, it's become increasingly difficult just to. Talk about what I what I need and want without then actually using this word to Zane. Well, nobody. But I don't think anybody knows the word. Yeah, I don't think anybody else. I yeah. think if you said that, people would be like, "What?" Well, not You're anymore though, because I just though. broadcast it on uh, the internet. Yeah, this podcast. You're a trendsetter. Is that why it's called Tazos Tea? That one tea uh, company. Probably. Pretty good chance that that is. Well, true. no, because they make tea. That's right? they also true. <laughs> <laughs> which is oh, not a Tazane. That's a different. It's thing. It's one of the square rhombus. How do you spell though? this? Uh, I I think it was T I Z A N E. Tizane. Okay, I yeah. think not one hundred percent sure on that. It's possible I just made that up, but I think I read it somewhere. I feel like it should have an apostrophe in it. Just T yeah. apostrophe Z. Well, then it's a, then it's a demon or a, like a yeah. boss, yeah. a boss fight. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tizane. My favorite thing yeah. about these herbal teas though is that it's literally just like grass tizanes, clippings. Please, sorry, sorry. Tizanes is it? It's a lot of it is just sort of like grass clippings. Well, so, but the thing things. is, there are some really good ones though. I know, but, but it's weird to me that you can just. You can make sorry a tisane. You can make a tisane out of basically any. But it's also leaf weird. matter. It's also weird that you can just take because you know coffee is just a, a little just berry. A yeah, and then bean. you just and then you cook it and then you grind it up and you soak and it in water. The whole thing is weird. And you're you know? just making hot bean water. Yeah, you're just making hot bean water. And then tea it? is just a bunch of leaves that you just dry up. Hot with. leaf water. Don't some people yeah. drink dandelion tea? You can drink. You can turn sorry, anything. Dandelion tisane. <laughs> tisane. <laughs> 
So you can turn anything into a tisane as long as it's not poisonous. Then it's just what is that? What That's is that poison called? Poison. Point. <laughs> oh, okay. It's just poison. <laughs> Uh, also, it's a poison. Before we go too far into the episode, we got to thank our supporters over from moneygrab.bscotch.net. We got a new. We got a new one. We got a live one. Woo! We got one on the line. Reel them in. Uh, Is it happening right now? Uh, no, it already okay, happened. Gotcha. But, <laughs> uh, this we got a message attached to it from Farseer. Thanks to the power of suggestion, my children are crop harvesting machines. Now I can spend more time strong arming my friends into my pyramid scheme. Excellent. Thanks, Butterscotch Shenanigans. We do what we can. Excellent. So somehow, via whatever it is that we do, we have I vaguely remember one of our podcasts talking about this, but I I have no recollection of what is happening. <laughs> Maybe an inserted memory. Who knows? We yep, we have uh inspired a a mother. We definitely to, have done something to mm-hmm. harness the power of child labor yep in their own farm or level pyramid scheme slash pyramid scheme yep. yeah so i feel pretty good about this uh-huh. yep and we also have a bunch of recurring supporters who we'd like to thank as well you guys are keeping our pod juices flowing mm-hmm. and we appreciate it now let's get on to some studio news uh which there's really only a couple things one is we have a correction yeah which is 20 refined teen the theme for the year that we did not go with mm-hmm. Uh, we incorrectly attributed, and I believe it was re- actually suggested by Bam One Eighty Two originally. True. So, but I think it was a uh, it was a serendipitous discovery, kind of like uh, uh, Newton and kids calculus, yep. calculus, calculus situation. It's a, it's a yep. Mm-hmm. What was the guy's name? Newton and oh, you're thinking of Armageddon slash Deep Impact. Oh, that's right. That's, that's what I was on. <laughs> or that's what you're thinking. Ants slash a bug's life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember what, in which one of those calculus was invented, but it was. It, it was uh, I think it was the it was bug's life. Ants. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. yeah, it was those two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that happened. Uh, also, Global Game Jam is coming up. Yeah. We're gonna do it. Yeah. So this is this is worldwide, which means it's global. Anyone could do the it. whole globe or disc, depending on your. You know, yeah. if, you're, oh, yeah. if you're a weirdo. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so there there are sites usually, I mean, within a couple hundred miles of basically anywhere. Um, check and see on the map and see if there's one nearby. And usually they have them open for, you know, the whole weekend. So this is one of the things we like to do to sort of stretch, get a break from building what we're currently building. You got to shake uh, things up. Yeah, otherwise you get burned out. So it's nice to it's nice to just do work for forty hours, you know, on a weekend instead yeah. of doing work for for forty for hours forty hours during the week. That. Well, I mean, you would do that also. Yeah. So it's not instead. You mean it's, it's nice to also. also yeah, I'm not that. sure what's nice about it, but somehow it's nice. What's yeah. nice is is whenever we do game jam, we sit down, we come up with a dumb idea that we have no plans on making commercially viable, which means we don't have to consider all the hard parts of game dev. Yes. Like, yeah. how are players going to ruin this for each other? Or how do we keep people from hacking this thing? Or how mm. do we talk about this to the press? We don't have to worry about any of that stuff. And instead, we're just like, what would be dumb and fun to play? And then we just do that. Yep. And it's very, it's like a burden is lifted from our our game it's dev just, souls. It's just creative freedom. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you don't have to sell a thing. Yeah. Then you just get to do the fun parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, and also, we always we always find interesting ways to use our tools that we've never thought of before. Um, it's just a good creative stretch. So uh, whether you have made games before or not, you should totally do this thing because it will change your life. I highly recommend it. Yes. And that's happening January 25th, 26th, 27th. Uh, I believe the themes are revealed in your local time. And yes. you're supposed to pretend like 
you totally don't Pretend have like access. the internet doesn't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, as Sam said, if there's a near you, if there's a local chapter of the game jam happening, you should totally go there and, and put your physical body and into I think the, the crowd. The challenge that I put forth to the global game jam committee this year is to try to outweird themselves with their little intro videos. Yeah, last year was... And make them even longer and harder to sit through. Real odd. I, would prefer. I think yeah. it's so great. Everyone shows up for the theme, which yeah. should happen you know, pretty quick, but it, last year in particular... Advertisements and weird videos. It took a very long time to yeah, get there. Yeah, my favorite thing about the Global Game Jam is the just excruciating two-hour intro. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is I truly think, awful. Yeah. I think one of I the years... I came in the, and, <laughs> and then I left with white hairs. Yeah. Know? We aged. Aged visibly. Stressed. Yeah, I sat down for the intro. I saw the face of God. My soul turned inside out. Mm-hmm, yep. It was like the scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark when yep. they drink from the wrong Jesus cup. That's how I feel. <laughs> is that the, the thing they did? Yeah, there's like a scene the where they're like, or is that a different scene? That's, a different, that's when they opened the thing. Okay. What's the scene you're talking no, about? No, like they drink. They're supposed to drink from the right cup. It's like the cup that Jesus drank out of. And one of them's like, ah, and he picks like this golden but I haven't actually seen any of the Indiana Jones movies. I've just seen clips. So <laughs> okay, I'm sure, sure we'll get some corrections. They pick, they pick up like this golden chalice covered in rubies. Uh-huh. And, and it's this idiot guy. And he's like, well, obviously Jesus would drink from this fucking awesome golden chalice. Jesus loves rubies. Jesus loves gold. And so then he drinks from it and then his whole fucking body melts or something. That's how I feel. Are you sure that wasn't 2001 A Space Odyssey when he's like, you know, that trippy, like flying through space thing? You're thinking mm-hmm. of when he turns into a fetus. That's yeah. what you're thinking of. That's a different thing. <laughs> Uh, that's that's there's a fetus chalice and then there's a melt you chalice. Give me those switches. What, is, those what does the good chalice do? Yeah, it's just a cup. It's just regular cup. It's just a regular but, cup. So why even bother drinking out of it if it's just a regular cup? Because it's the only if, one that you can drink out of and not turn into a fetus. But, have your body. <laughs> <laughs> but if the risk is melting or turning into a fetus or just having yet another drinking vessel, why not just not drink out of any of them? Although yeah, if you fair. turn into a fetus, that means you get to be like one of those jellyfish that can, Ooh. you know. Re- keep reverting unless back. you're a space fetus in which case now you're trapped in space you're trapped yeah in, space. in a, a bubble and you might be a permanent fetus it's really unclear mm-hmm. what that fetus That's is up true. to just, just, just still floating out, out there yeah. just being a fetus well, I wouldn't want to be a fetus forever mm-hmm. I don't think well, that's probably true that's probably true but anyways where yeah. were they oh yeah <laughs> the intro to Global Game Jam here's the thing here's the thing here's where I'm at you guys where are you, where are you at it's, 20, it's 2019 mm-hmm. I'm, I'm coming up on my thir- my 32nd birthday which means that's my two to the whatever the fuck Power to fourth, the five to the five. fifth power, right. right? This is a good times two, four times two, eight, <laughs> times two, sixteen times two, yeah, so yeah, five. five. All right, so this is a good <laughs> binary birthday. My next one doesn't come until. 64. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is probably your right. second to last one. Yeah, I really, so, I really wasted mine. I didn't, you do, wasted, I didn't do anything computer themed at all for yeah. my whole. Um, and so, one of the things that I want to do this year is just try to just say what I'm thinking more. You know, just how does this honest. relate to uh, to two to the fifth power? Uh, just because it's a, you know it's an important milestone, okay, gotcha, and you gotta sure. you gotta be more true to yourself. Okay, mm-hmm. you know you gotta get closer to the assembly language by oh, see, not yeah. having any layers of abstraction between mm-hmm. you and the so world. remove all those social niceties. Yeah, and here's the thing: I have never enjoyed the intro to the Global Game Jam. It has yeah. always been yeah. a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually here's the point where we just skip the intro and we just show up. Last just, year we did though. We hadn't for, And we were filled with regret. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. that was a bad experience. So anyways, uh, you know, go to the global game jam, just prep your mind and body. If you've never done it at all, bring it's probably still worth doing. Bring us bring an entire dinner so you can make it through bring the an intro entire dinner, Bring an entire book. Uh, and then you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So 
That's it. That's all I had to say about that. <laughs> uh, also, loot box watch. We're oh, on. It's God. happening. It's it was, we're like a week in, and it's already horrible. Okay, fill us so, in. So we're, we're, let's recap. Let's recap. Loot boxes. They are uh, up till now a digital good. You buy it in a video game. More or like something. a digital bad. Hey. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it is literally gambling, but somehow everybody seems very confused about how that could be true, but it's frankly very obvious. It is. Yeah. It is remarkable that there's all this debate about whether this is is gambling. gambling? You're spending money for completely randomized rewards that you can then trade and sell for other, whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's exactly gambling. Um, so you go into a video game and you're like, oh, there's this cool thing. Oh, maybe I'm playing rocket league and I want, there's this new car. And, well, you can't have it. And they say, well, you can't have it. But what you can have is if you spend five bucks, we'll give you a bunch of these boxes full of random shit that, that might, might have, have a car. car. Mm-hmm. Almost definitely won't, though. Almost definitely won't, just because statistics. Yep. Um, and, you know, worst case scenario, you get a bunch of garbage you don't want. Then you go wandering around the game trying to trade what you have for the car that you want that somebody mm-hmm. else maybe has. It's real fun. Yeah. And, of course, the – the only purpose of this is to get people – well, there's, I guess there's two purposes. One is to get people addicted to randomized rewards mm-hmm. so that you keep spending money. You don't have to get them addicted because it, people just are – they're innately addicted yes, to randomized yes. rewards. <laughs> and then the second is that if you could just sell the car that somebody wants for $2, which is what they used to do um, in Rocket League as the example – uh, then you only get the $2. Mm-hmm. But if I have to spend $49 on loot boxes before I randomly get the car I want, boom. Yeah, so you get to you get to weigh up the average uh, spend revenue yes. you get. for. Uh, and for uh, so Fortnite does this. They're, like they're the biggest example. Everybody does it. Um, I think the average, the the average spend in Fortnite, a free game, is something like $60. Oh, they also do loot boxes? I thought you could buy – You could buy skins and stuff. Do skins, they do right? I don't think they do. Are they not doing it? Overwatch, that's what I'm thinking Overwatch, of. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so this is this is just a very popular. It's been outlawed in a few countries too. Belgium is sick of it. Belgium is just tired. Um, and and of course, knowing that that a lot of children play video games, yes, and that essentially people were lamenting how how free to play games were training up a generation of kids of sort of uh, having this instant gratification thing, you know. And I, re- I remember even seeing uh, somebody had snapshotted a comment on uh, Super Smash Bros. trailer. Where somebody was pissed off that they had to play the game to unlock characters, and they're like, "Come on, Nintendo, just let me give you fifty bucks so I can just have <laughs> have the character, right?" And so, so we've, we've kind of hit that point now where we've had a now a generation of of players who have been trained that you know playing games is for losers. Yeah, if you're really wealthy you should, enough, you can use money to just get past any yeah, minor difficulty yeah, in your life. You just should be able to win by having money. Um, because it works in the real to world. To be fair, that is how the real world works. But <laughs> I think it's important to pretend when you're a child as if that's not how the world yeah, works. Right. You know? um, and, and, you know, it would yeah. be nice if there was a place you could go where maybe that wasn't true. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so loot boxes. So now, 2019. 2019. We just kicked it off. It's mm-hmm. time to just, just ruin the whole year. Yep. Uh, just get it out of the way first. So there's a company. I'm not going to say their name because fuck them. You know, fuck them. But... <laughs> uh, but they've got a a system of real world loot boxes, uh, which is you go in there and they've got anything ranging from like I don't know, like a shitty pack of post it notes, mm-hmm. all the way up to a you know Lamborghini, like two and a half million dollar. What's it called? I don't know. It's just some kind of fancy ass car. car. Yeah. yeah, they've got and they've got a lot of like computer parts and cool graphics cards and all this stuff. And you go in there and you say like, oh, I want, I just want to buy a. And they, they have a they have a bunch of just like how the loot boxes work in video games, they've got they they show you what is 
available in any given box that you want to buy. She's like, I want to buy the box that has like a pair of underwear and a Lamborghini in it or whatever. Do they show rates? Uh, I don't percentage? know. I think Probably. so. They do. They, I assume so. Um, because that's also a way that people can kind of get away from the gambling stuff is by like being being honest about the rates. Then somehow that's better. Uh, so even, even though everybody knows the rates in a casino, yes, that's also required by law. Yes, but somehow. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So you go there, you buy this box, and if you don't get the reward you want, then you can you can sell your reward back mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. Because you trade it back to the company for basically the ability to buy more boxes. Yeah. Right. I, I assume you sell it to them and you lose some of what you – Yeah, I, I would assume yeah. there's a there's a, lo- a slight loss there, right? Um, otherwise, of course, you could just keep re-rolling until eventually you get the thing that you want. Yeah. So – and I mean this is how, for example, like it, it amazes me that that something like slot machines exist because slot machines have a guaranteed 5% loss basically. Yeah. So, So – and the and the idea of a slot machine is you're sitting there for forever. You're sitting there for hours, just like pull the lever, pull the lever, which means you're getting a lot of samples. Mm-hmm. You're getting a lot of statistical samples here, and on average, you're just losing five cents for every dollar that you put in. Right. And so, if you sit there long enough, you just no matter how much. If you started with a billion dollars at a slot machine and just and just pull the lever, pull the lever, you just run out of money. Yeah, slowly, right? And so, of course, of course, this works the same way because. The only way for this loot box, uh, this real world loot box model to work would be if the customers on average lose money to the, the company, yeah. right? And so so this is this is now fully bridging the gap between what's happening in video games and what's happening in the real world. This is the thing that is now mm-hmm. standing in exactly yeah. in the yeah, middle. I'm actually kind of, of glad that it exists because it is the same thing that it is yeah. in video games. Uh and it, but it feels way grosser. Yeah, like by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's the same, and I think that's the. I think there wasn't a good real world equivalent to loot boxes because, because like, the whole sort of trading card thing. Well, people are always like, "Well, it's not a close. casino." Yeah, you know? and it's, it's true. It's not. But it. But then but it now, sort of is. Now it definitely. You know? yeah, you're right. There's a real world component there that definitely feels disgusting and is just the same. Well, I, I think part of it too is that that like owning an object because these these are all tangible objects that have a real world purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're like, oh, do I want a new processor for my computer? Do I want a car? Do I want a pair of shoes? Like these all these are all things that you would use for something. Which means that if you're going there to to buy a thing, then uh, presumably you have a reason to to want that thing that you're trying to get, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. you're like, oh, my computer's too slow. I want a new graphics card. And so if instead of getting a graphics card, you get shoes, you're like, this is absolutely worthless to me, right? Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what happens in a video game. Yeah. You're like, here's the thing I want, and instead I have to get 90 things I don't want. Yep. Um, but now the idea of like having that thing shipped to you and now you just have a pile of garbage mm-hmm. in your house. Or yep. uh, it, I, th- I think it sort of brings it it brings the absurdity of the system just fully to light. Yeah. But also the, the contrast is hilarious too because the, the fact that you can have a, a box with a $2.5 million car in it or or a stack of Post-it notes, right? And you could win one of those two things. Yeah. Uh, and almost – and literally every time you do it, you're going to win the Post-it notes, right? So that the car is basically just like a joke that's being yeah. used uh, just to pull money out of you. It just becomes all so – obvious and well, it's, it's <laughs> so obviously nobody wants yeah. yeah it's so obviously a lottery ticket yeah you know which is that is gambling i mean it's it's universally accepted as the, yes. that yes buying big, lottery tickets is gambling yeah. you can't do it until you're of a certain age mm-hmm. et cetera. Et cetera. the other big problem with this is that there's some youtubers some of the big famous youtubers 
like one of them who I won't name also because he's also kind of a piece of trash. He's a real shit um, beast. <laughs> who have, I mean, they have this huge followings of kids. Yeah. Primarily. And then they're like, they're pushing this stuff. Plug they're pushing this. this loot box. Also, speaking of this, like, what? this weekend, my wife and I were doing, get, off getting errands somewhere. I can't remember. We were in, in some store and there was like this little toy section off in the corner. I looked over there and the first thing I saw was a toy slot machine. That was huh. definitely, it was like the kind of thing that was for a baby. It was like this like really big yellow plastic yeah, thing. Yeah, start them early. Like, yeah, and it was it was literally just a slot machine. And I was looking at that and I was like, what is, what is happening? <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, so you just got to start me on. So, uh, I don't know. There's really nothing to be done about it. This is just, it's just we're just reporting on it. It's just yep. a thing. It's just going to undo itself eventually. Yeah. But uh, in the meantime, it's going to cause a lot of damage and that's a bummer. But yeah, well, I, I think the bill is going to come due for all this at some point. And I feel like this company that has now like brought loot boxes into physical realm, they are inadvertently maybe uh, doing a service. They're, they're creating such an obvious parallel to what's happening in video. And they, they even frame it the same way video games yeah. do. They use the same color schema. Like, mm-hmm. Ooh, you got like a legendary unlock mm-hmm. from this loot box. Um, and it's, it's such an obvious parallel that if, if legislators come down and start regulating yeah. this, this thing, it's just a half a degree yep. away from the entire games industry getting getting yep. hit by this, yep. I mean, I which would be nice, yeah. honestly. I can't so. wait until Rocket League gets rid of loot boxes so I can play it again. Yeah, That's I just great. wanted to buy a car. And I yeah, couldn't. I just like, wanted a cool thing. Yeah, I couldn't have it. Can't have it. Not till you start gambling. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yep. So that's happening. Otherwise, we got a couple important uh, life things to discuss. One is, uh, what is the difference between food, dessert, and candy? Yeah, so I've been I've been thinking about this, and I just wanted to I just wanted to bring this up as a topic, okay? Because this affects us all. It does affect us all, and I've, I've been thinking because I've been thinking about how I how, you know my relationship to food and exercise, just health in general, but but food being one of the primary dictators of your health, and like how you, how you treat the stuff that you're eating that you're putting in your body, you know. So I've been thinking about this a lot, and I've been trying to figure out how do we decide kind of like just what's okay to be eating, and you know what you know. So there's a, there's a Michael Pollan book. He's a few about uh, about food. Um, and in, in one of them, he just has a sort of general rule, which is like, if you're trying to eat well, he just has like a three simple rules. It's basically number one, eat food. Number two, mostly plants. Number three, not too much. Right. Mm-hmm. Super simple. And I think probably very sage advice, but that first one, yeah, it was a meat food, right? Cause he, what else that's can you like, eat? his whole thing is about, <laughs> you know, what is food, right? Uh, but I was thinking about this because I always used to jokingly say things like rice isn't food. Right. Because it's just a filler. Right. It's, it's just pure carbs. And uh, and but I never really thought much beyond that besides just kind of as a joke. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, OK, so candy is not a thing you eat for nutrition. Correct. Right. It's you, it's not food. Food is the thing that gives you nutritional value that you're using to build your body. Right? Well, and I think importantly, because food is not because I think if you treat food as just things you can eat, then just like everything becomes food that mm-hmm. doesn't poison you. Right. Well, so, importantly, if you eat a bunch of candy, you get sick. Right. It's right? actually so a like, poison, right? Yeah. Well, if you eat a bunch of a lot of, of anything, you get yeah, sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so to me, yeah, that's not but the, I mean, like alcohol. You can't have a lot of it. You'll get sick and mm-hmm. die because it's poison, right? It's not food. You can't like build your diet. Yeah, around, but I think you have to be careful around around volume-based things. So like Sam was saying, almost anything yeah. taken to even not that far of an excess, you know, like salt. Right? Trying to, yeah, I've seen people do that milk gallon challenge, yeah. you know? I mean – that's gross. Yeah, I think, but I think so. I think yeah. it's less about about what happens when you eat a lot of it, and just what the thing is, you know. And and I think I was I was thinking of like in in my mind the things that I've always I've always thought of as like maybe not food or whatever 
are things that are basically just pure carbohydrates, right? Like candy mm-hmm. or rice or bread or bread. Actually, yeah, I mean, white bread is is the same, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, it is just pure carbohydrates, which you actually just don't need to be putting in your body almost at all. So, so there must be some balance. It sounds like okay, so that's, but there's also dessert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And dessert is a thing that we clearly classify as food, as in we treat it like it's food, it's, except that it's a, it's like an after dinner celebration. That's yeah. yeah. That's what I, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily being treated as food. But if so it's, much as if like it's a, not food, so I was trying to because I was trying to figure out how do I how do I define my relationship to these things that mm-hmm. I treat them appropriately, right? Because mm-hmm. if it's not food, because it's just carbohydrates and it doesn't actually do anything good for my body, only bad stuff for my body, then. I is shouldn't it, be eating it. Is it? But if I am going to eat it, there needs to be some rules, right? Here, maybe the maybe maybe it's just more of a soft thing. Like maybe if you're filled with regret after eating it, it's probably not food, you know. Mm. But the thing is, I love eating mini eggs. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then what happens later? Actually, well, some sometimes <laughs> my guts get fucked up, but not always. Right. And if they don't, I still feel great about it. Because even for though like, it was a bad decision. Because for me, uh, but you're cheating with a lactose intolerance. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, for me, I I can't I can't really consider. Uh, pizza to be food for me because yeah. when I eat it, it's eat a horribly sick. miserable experience, mm. and I'm and I feel terrible, and I don't have a good time. Well, for you, it's basically a poison. But I'm, but this right. is a, but I'm talking about a kind of a different thing, right? So but so what I what I came up with, sort of roughly for now, and I'm okay. trying to just figure this out is uh, is candy is basically it's sort of in this in this worldview I'm building. Candy is a thing that is just carbs, mm-hmm. or at least so close to it that. There's just no reason to eat it besides just you want to taste it. That's literally the only reason to eat it. Dessert is like inching into that territory where it's still mostly stuff that you shouldn't be eating, but has just enough like ice cream. It's got some protein in there. So dessert is like, I think dessert is really, is actually not about the food. It's the, it's a combination of timing and sweetness. It is, yeah. That's all it is. But dessert is also be. it's candy that has more volume to it. Well, no, because I mean, know? like when we were so we were in China, for example, like you have they'll just bring out a big fruit plate, for example, for dessert, right? Well, yeah, Which but this is, is, this is part of my whole thing too. Is that mm-hmm. is I didn't used to treat fruit as candy or dessert, but it is though. I mean, no, I don't think so. But why not? Have you? Because this thing is like you have to define the terms first, right? And I've never actually sat down to define the mm-hmm. terms, like what is candy, right? Fruit certainly got other stuff going on in it. That so yeah, candy so, so it can be a dessert, sure, right? Because it's got some <laughs> other stuff in it, right. right? But it's still like if you just ate fruit, it would kill you because you'd be eating too much sugar, right? Because it's got some other stuff in there, that's great, but not enough to overwhelm the fact that you're just eating sugar. Yeah, if you just if you're just down in mangoes all day, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get the diabetes definitely. But it's quick. also true with rice. If you just only eat rice, right. you're also gonna get the diabetes because. I was actually like, if you, a serving of rice has the same amount of carbs in it as a soda does. And we're always giving mm. soda shit for how much sugar is in there, but mm-hmm. rice is actually just soda, mm. you know? So I was thinking about this and I was like, okay, so I think I need to reframe this whole, it's not so much about the sweetness. Okay. Is soda is candy? Soda is candy. Yeah, definitely. Is chocolate milk candy? Cause it has the same amount of sugar as soda. It's closing the, it's like, re, it's edging in that gap. All right, what like, about, cause I think this thing, I, I don't know what the lines are exactly. <laughs> what about diet soda that has no sugar in it? Uh, it's just a beverage. Yeah, it's just a beverage. Okay. It's sweet. It has no impact on but your physiology. But it doesn't, it just goes through you. Yeah. And it also makes other things. I might call it a laxative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely does something to you. Yeah. I think diet soda is a laxative and I think soda is candy. <laughs> it's another category of food items. Yeah. It is. I mean, it it's a food where like, I'm not digesting it, but I am but shitting it's, a well, lot. Because I think it's, it's, very strictly, <laughs> it's very strictly not food. You know, nothing mm-hmm. in the diet soda turns into stuff inside of your body. It just goes and through you, right? It goes through. Yeah. 
So I was, I was thinking about this because also mm-hmm. growing up, like, it's more like or, organ lube. Like you yes, get it right. in there and it just helps everything else. It didn't really work out well in the marketing. <laughs> yeah, no, no lube not. up your insides with Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, grow, but just kind of growing up, thinking of, of food as basically there's like you got your meat and you got your dessert mm-hmm. and you got your candy and you got your vegetables and you know and and I'm not sure that's a really useful way to break stuff down. More so than just like what's actually in there. You know what's what's mm-hmm. what's that thing composed of. And and I was trying to think of like what is it? Why is it that we call the things we call dessert or candy that? And it's I think it seems to be at least historically from my own life has been it's got a fuck ton of sugar in it. Like yeah, if you get enough sugar yeah. in there, at some point it becomes candy or dessert. But I was actually never quite sure what the difference was, and it might be sort of event. Well, no, but there's one there's one piece of the puzzle you're missing, hmm. which is there's a one hour window in the morning where you can eat whatever the fuck you want, and it's just called breakfast, mm-hmm. right? But then. By yep. the- <laughs> But when you say you can do this, you just mean that we do do this. We do do this, yes. But I think culturally, we just call it breakfast. Right. I'm having a Nutella crepe covered in Cool Whip. Right. But by reframing it, because to me, the important point is that if I start reframing this when I'm thinking about food, so that I say, like, if I'm just eating something that I would classify as dessert or candy when I'm hungry, instead of because I just want to taste something, right? Then I'm I'm eating eating wrong. So if I wake up and I have a Nutella crepe, that means I woke up and I ate dessert. That is what that means, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to decide, like, am I? Do I want to be the kind of guy who wakes up <laughs> and eats dessert for breakfast? Maybe, maybe you do. Is yeah. that, maybe I do. Is but that I who I am? You got to consciously like, decide. It. You got to consciously decide it. And it's because one of my goals now, as I'm, as I'm, you know, falling apart, as we joked about in the last podcast, <laughs> uh, is that I want to start focusing on health for real. Right. And part of this has to do with because people are always trying to do these, di- you know, these different dieting tricks where it's like I'm not going to eat any carbs. I'm not going to do any whatever. Uh, and then of course your life just kind of sucks because you just now just don't get to have certain things. But you I feel think, sad because you feel deprived. Yeah. But I think it's actually, I think the bigger problem is that we have really badly framed mm. just food stuff and, and how we think of all these things. And so I want to try a new classification scheme, which I admit is going to be, have to be arbitrary to some extent, but where it's based on the idea of just what's, what's in there. And where the idea is if you're hungry, you eat things that are food, right? And if you just want to taste something, you eat the smallest amount you can get away with of Dessert or candy. Because when you so if you're at like a burger joint, for example, yeah, and they say, "Oh, we could put bacon on your burger, right?" Uh, or put candied bacon, right? Candied items are just covered in sugar. Yes. Right? So I think that's a good, you know, it's a good notch in the direction of yep. this frame you're picking up, right? But if I'm not generally, if I if I if I eat some candied bacon, right, on my mm-hmm. burger, so in the context of that thing, like yeah, it's some carbs that I really probably didn't need in my life. Uh, but if afterwards I don't also get dessert. That's probably a fair right. trade, right? Mm-hmm. Because I actually put dessert on my hamburger. Yeah. You, know? you mixed it in. It's like I mixed a it dessert in. smoothie yeah. burger. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Yeah, because I, I think I've also because I generally try to avoid rice and pasta and stuff because it's I think it's just like it's just eating sugar basically. Um but now I have a framing for it that it feels a lot better than just saying, Oh, that's not food, because that's quite not quite fair, you mm-hmm. know? Correct. Um but uh but so I was looking up like potatoes and like all the different kinds of potatoes. I was just looking up everything to try to figure out which one of these would I classify as food versus dessert. Right. What do you count potatoes as? Uh, potatoes actually have a pretty good amount of protein and some mm-hmm. other stuff. Not not great though. So I still call regular, regular potatoes just dessert. But sweet potatoes, nice. <laughs> sweet potatoes, remarkably, even though they're sweeter, they, they their carb load is about the same, but they have way more other stuff going on. So I'd actually put a sweet potato into the food category. Wow. So what you're saying is sweet potatoes are just potatoes, but better. Yes. And, and literally, they really, they literally ways. are. In all possible ways. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know yeah, why we anytime, eat potatoes at Anytime all. you go somewhere and they're like, do you want fries or, or sweet potato fries? Yeah. I'm like, well, f- sweet potato fries, yeah. obviously. Uh-huh. Yeah, why would you want anything yeah, else? They're so good. And then they'll be like, we'll give you marshmallow to dip it in. And I'm like, 
I mean, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Let's mix some candy in. Yeah. Like, like, so, but, but I think, I think uh, this sort of like idea of just reframing mm. what food is. Because now if I go somewhere and I want fries, that's cool. I'll get some fries. But I just have to know that that's dessert. I don't also get dessert when I'm done eating my fries. That would be two desserts. That's true. You know? That's me and being that's just out of control. Mm-hmm. right? Because for the fries, you're like, it's a potato. It's covered in salt. And I'm yep. dipping it in ketchup, which is basically sugar. Which is also sugar. Yeah. yeah. So that is dessert now. And you focus less about just like the experience of intense super sweetness that we think of normally with dessert and candy and think about it just as relative to your purity of carbo yeah. of carbs when they hit your body because the impact of a mini egg and a french fry is probably exactly identical mm-hmm. except there's probably less fat in a mini egg but yeah. Oh man can you imagine if you go to if you go to McDonald's or something and then they get a mini egg yeah, and they give you <laughs> they give you a burger and then there's like a cup of mini eggs oh it's so good <laughs> yeah my wife and I went out to eat at the uh, a local restaurant, a couple of friends of ours told us about as far as like the burgers because we've been on this burger quest for a long time. We actually concluded the quest a few months ago and then a few people gave us more recommendations. Concluded as in tasted every burger? We tasted all the ones that seemed like they were going to be the good okay. ones, you know. And when you're doing burgers, how how far outside of a classic burger are you allowed to, to range? So for me, burgers that we've eaten in the burger quest that don't have vegetables on them, like if you don't put lettuce and tomato on it, you get kind of docked some points. Okay. And we also grade based on the fries, the dessert that comes with it. Yes, yes. Uh, How do you feel about those horrible loose meat burgers where it's just like ground beef? Ground like beef. Sloppy Joe? This, the thing is, I think those can be fine. They're just harder than hell to eat, so it has to be worth the chaos of managing How do you feel about itself. super tall burgers you can't put your whole mouth around? I'm totally fine with them. Oh, really? I, I think those. you got – well, you just got to smash it a little bit before you – I've what had, about I've had some that were not even smashable because they were so tall. What about burgers that are so tall that they have to put a four foot toothpick through it? And yeah. then <laughs> and when you, you go to eat and stab yeah, yourself in the and nose. And then when you go to eat it, you you get you know how in ancient <laughs> Egypt they would like take those hook <laughs> hooks scramble and brain. scramble your brain? Uh-huh. That's how you eat those burgers. Mm-hmm. How you feel about those burgers? Uh yeah, those are harder to deal with, uh-huh. I think. Generally. Uh, <laughs> you can yeah. You can have and, some and then uh, is it have to be a beef burger? Uh, generally, yes. Okay. But it have to be mixing in with other elements is fine. And for, for buns, mm-hmm. can there be like any any kind of bread at all? Does it even it have to be It can be any kind of bread, okay. but generally you're going to get docked points if it's not like a nice What do you bun, think about like a reverse a burger bun. that has uh, meat on the outside with yeah. a piece of bread in the middle? I would also eat that. Okay. So <laughs> I haven't had it yet. But, but yes, we went to this that new place uh, a couple of days ago and, and had the burger there and I wouldn't have been talking about it. And we ate it and it was so – fatty and they also covered the bun in butter which at the first glance i was like yes and then i started eating it both of us afterward were like this is i feel disgusted yeah Yeah, i actually felt (laughs) too much of one thing real gross about it so yeah i think it's this uh it's good classification system just kind of bring in yeah i'm trying to figure i'm trying to figure out how to do it because like because you also don't really need fat in your diet but it's not as bad for you 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 need some yeah. yeah but it's not it's not and it's not nearly as bad for you as sugar is yeah but also you don't want a lot of it yeah. And so I think you don't it, want only I think it's that. one of those things. I think sugar is really easy because you just literally don't need it. And so it's a nice. It's easy to be like, okay, anything that's just sugar, we can or just carbs, we can just call that dessert, right? But as soon as it's like that is mostly fat, but avocados, for example, yes, that's the thing. It's avocados and cashews, mm-hmm. but it falls into the plants category. So and then fine. you just ignore it, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> plant, plants are always food, so yeah. it's okay. That's right. Or bananas, or plants. sometimes they are. Actually, they're often yeah. Plants can also Tis they're also <laughs> they're also frequently laxative because that's where you get your fiber. Perfect. You know, so if it's a problem, you just get it out. Yep. You're like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. No problem. It'll be out in 30 minutes. Take care of itself. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, let's get on to some questions. These questions come from our listeners over at podcast.bscotch.net. So if you'd like to get your question on a future episode, you can go over there, put your questions in the text box, and then hit submit, and we'll answer it. First question comes well, from- maybe. Maybe. We probably won't. Probably won't. Statistically. Yeah. First question comes from Rosa Even. Have you ever had days when you wake up and you just don't feel like doing anything? How do you get through that feeling and pick up motivation again? Mm. Yeah, I have a lot of days like that. Yeah, I think every I think I just time- just wake up in that state. Of- yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time I wake up, my first thought is I absolutely don't want to do anything <laughs> at all right now. Yeah. The yep. main thing, though, is the whole getting out of bed part. It is. That's really where the problem is because as soon as I'm out of bed, I'm fine. But when I'm in bed- God, so nice. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, so I was journaling on this over the weekend because I was I was kind of pissed. I, I took a smartphone hiatus yesterday because of this very kind of a thing. Because there are certain things that you'll end up doing that that become these weird habitual routines that make it hard to do things. Because you always have these really easy defaults. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've even had things where, where I'll be like, okay, I'm going to get some work done today. Uh, and I'll sit down on my computer, but because it's also the computer where I play video games, I'd be like, I'll just play a quick round of Slay the Spire. Or oh, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then after an hour, I'm like, oh, I need to stop playing. I need to stop playing games. So I'll turn that off and then I'll turn on Netflix or something. And I'm like, I win because I'm not playing games. Yeah. Anymore. So, so as long as you have this sort of cascading habit list of mm-hmm. of sort of easy default things to do that aren't the thing that you want to do. You always have a way to feel triumphant about avoiding at least one of them at a time. Yeah, so I found a good way. I actually realized this yesterday because I was having basically I woke up and sat down at the computer. I was like, all right, I'm gonna do some uh, do some drawing this morning. Um, and then immediately just found myself watching a YouTube video and I was yep. like, why? How did I get here? <laughs> That's um, how it happens. And but I thought about it because what I used to do, what I used to do in like a couple weeks ago when I was doing art was I would always just be playing music out of my I have a little Bluetooth speaker in my office and always just had music going. And I realized that there's something really important about that for me, which is one of the things I tend to fall into is just watching YouTube. Whether it's – I might be watching art tutorials, but like frankly, it's just kind of entertainment for me at that point. Because it's, like, it's, it's important. The important part is that it's passive. Yeah, I, you just well, sit there and watch. Exactly. And I'm and not so, – I have no plan to practice whatever they're talking about. And, right? and you don't have to think because they keep like, recommended. Maybe watch this yeah, one next. Exactly. Like, okay. Next. So what I found though is that if I – I realized basically after watching the video, I was pissed off because of this exact problem. And I was like, what would make it so I can't – do because I actually do use YouTube on purpose for a lot of things. So it's the same problem. And I was like, well, if I'm playing music in the background, I can't listen to anything. Like I have yes. to, I have to turn off the music now in order to do one of these yeah. things. And so I just played music literally all day yesterday. And like, I, I guess I can't watch a video now. There's just this noise, and it's not yeah. in the computer, which means I can't just like yeah thumb it off. Well, so, so so this is the actual key is instead of trying to battle this the whole time, you need to find ways to short circuit yeah. yourself. There's mm-hmm. no, there's a system that I use, which is to use Linux. Yeah, and then to, and use, then a, and then to use a weird desktop manager because mm-hmm. then I can't play games. I've, I've tried watching Netflix on it, and Netflix is just like I don't even know what's happening. So <laughs> I'm just gonna not, I'm gonna just not do this. And I so, like the idea of Netflix coming in and be like, let's watch some movies. Yep. Like, I, well, I don't. Where the yeah. fuck am I? It's just like you can't. I, I'm you out. Just can't. Um, and uh, and so I've actually I find that there has been nothing that's boosted my productivity more than mm. using Linux, both because. As from on the programming side, it actually helps for efficiency purposes. Uh, but then on the distraction side, you just you, can't do a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Every, everybody designs all experiences for for mm-hmm. Windows and Mac, and it turns out all experiences are meant to distract you and keep you from yeah. doing useful things. Yes, they <laughs> I think are. They generally, are. The, day, the days when I feel like doing nothing, as long as I can, if I take whatever it is that I was trying that I, you know, because you always want to do things. That's, I think that's the problem with like if you wake up on a day and you feel like doing nothing and you 
also want, like you have nothing to do and you're yeah. happy about that. It's great. You know what I mean? It's not a problem. Yeah. So there, there are just obviously, like, I have decided I'm just going to chill yeah. the fuck out. Today. So there are obviously things you want to do if this is sort of like a, a rub for you, in which case what I usually do is I'll just, cause it's easy to write, right? You could, you can write a list. So usually what I'll do is if I'm feeling that sort of thing, you mean, I'll write a list. Just in a very general sense, like to sit yeah. down and write. It's very simple task. to sit down yeah. and write. So I'll get like a post-it or something small that's not intimidating and right. then write get away from, stuff Get on. away from screens. Yeah, not on a screen. Yeah. Write, write whatever I'm trying to do down and then uh, take whatever I think is the thing I – like the one thing that would be nice if I made some fucking progress on today and then bust out whatever it is into a couple of different – like just as equivalently stupidly tiny tasks as writing a list on a sheet because then like, – what I found is usually it's just a momentum problem, which is like as soon as you get – if you get going, then You just got to do the first stick. thing. Yeah. And so you got to reduce the barrier by making the task so stupidly tiny. So if it's like, oh, you really need to do laundry today. That's a big, that's like an eight-hour adventure, you know. You don't no, know. it's horrible. It's not what you got to do. So much planning. Yeah, that's not what you got to do right now. <laughs> what you got to do right now is just like pick up the socks. Pick just up the, the socks. socks. Just put those socks in the bin, you know. Just do that. And then usually what you do is you put socks in the bin and you're like, well, I'm here. I'm going to just go yeah. move downstairs, <laughs> yeah. start it, you know, that sort of thing. So I think it's all about momentum in those cases. I agree. Yeah. And there's a book called The Power of Habit, which we have recommended in the past, which is all about um, understanding how a lot of these things work as well. Um, yeah. So I think there's a momentum thing. There's understanding where you fall into traps mm -hmm. and finding ways to short circuit those. Oh, yeah, I had another good one. It was on Friday. So I was playing Slay the Spire uh -huh. and got to 10 o'clock, which is usually when I'm like, okay, I probably need to wrap it up. And I was like, well, you know, I'll do, I'll just do. Like one more run because I had bad luck anyways. I'm probably just gonna die. So I have some pretty good luck on this one. Make it almost to the end. So now it's like eleven, and I'm like, <laughs> well, I should probably go to bed. But I didn't win, so I'm gonna try this other game. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna boot up, play like a little run. <laughs> you need to win. You yeah, I go to bed. Play a little run, run through this one. <laughs> um, so I boot that one up and then play it. And I happen to have a really good run. This is a Cave Blazers game, roguelike. Yeah, it's really good, like the best run I've ever had on it, which lasted. 45 minutes. So it's 11.45 and I'm like, oh man, like I was crazy. I don't really want this to stop. So I'm going to go ahead. Uh, <laughs> now that I've won, it's time to keep going. Yep, and I'm going to watch a YouTube video about, and then I'm on that hole. So you're saying you, you just, you always find a reason. Oh yeah. To do oh, yeah. the next. So what I did, cause I got mad, I went to bed basically midnight and woke up the next day. It felt like a little off of course, but slept in and sort of shifted all my, had to shift all my plans by like an hour yep. and a half, you know, that all cascades. Yeah, it all cascades. And so I was just kind of annoyed about this. And then, so what I did was I uh, I set alarm on my phone for 9:50 p.m. Because what I found is if something snaps me like during this whole process, then it's easy for me to get out of it. But if, yeah. if I'm just going, then I'm I'm just trapped now. So I just set an alarm on my phone at 9:50 that just says go to bed. So now my phone will just scream from the other side of the room, and hopefully, you know, you know what we need, whip crack me. A so you know bit. this you know this Task Rabbit service. You're aware of this thing? Uh, yeah, this is like people took the whole uh, what do we call it the the microservice economy mm -hmm. or whatever, um, like Uber and that kind of stuff. And they took this to like household chores, mm -hmm. right? So that's TaskRabbit. So we need a new thing. Same idea, except this is for- Slap Rabbit. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you know, we'll call it the face slapper. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll yeah. call it something. But now this is a person who you hire to at a specific point in time, mm -hmm. appear at a specific place and slap you. Right? Or just say, get your shit together. Yeah, just pick you up, move you, whatever. Mm -hmm. Just do something- uh, presumably you could choose which of the items, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's a slap or a, a shove or just a yell, you know, mm -hmm. any, any of these kinds of things. So that in the morning, instead of having, like you'd have your alarm clock, right? Because that's going to go off. <laughs> you're going to ignore it. And then, then 10 minutes later, a person slap rabbit shows will up. suddenly be in your house mm -hmm. 
and they'll just be downstairs. Like maybe all they have to do is just open the door downstairs and just yell in, wake the fuck up. I'm going to stay <laughs> here until I see your face. Right? Can you also hire somebody to come into your house and just sort of loudly judge you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, they can just not? come in and be like, this place is a fucking mess. Yeah. This is disgusting. You should be embarrassed. They'll just kind of roam around your house and they'll look at your dishes and just be like, ugh. And then just shake yeah. their head. So they don't, they, don't have to, they don't have to do anything. So it'd be really cheap. They know? just need to They're be there and labor. see what you've done. Yeah. And or make not you, done. Or not, not done. done. And just make you aware yeah. that somebody knows. Well, there's also the thing like when mm. people are going to come to your house for an event or something. So they, they clean they, up you the you whole clean thing. clean the shit out of it. Yep. So you also just, same deal. Just have, have it so that every week there's just a person who comes to your house. A very judgy person, as you're saying. Yeah. Because uh, now you got to make sure that that shit is clean every time they What arrive. we used to call this is having friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, true. I, I don't know anything about that. It's true. <laughs> a person to come to your house once a week? What? This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This is the that, used to be oh, a very com- that used to be a very common uh, mm-hmm. occurrence. Although, to be fair, at that time, we were kids and we didn't clean anything. That's true. So. Yeah. You, ever, you, know. you, ever, you never hear a kid invite somebody over to their house and be like, oh, excuse the mess. I've, <laughs> I've been cleaning. No, they don't give a shit. They're just like, no. let's go play Nintendo. 64, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, next question comes from Retro Banana Man NL. How did you start building the community around Vscotch? And when? During development or around game launch? So community in games is a interesting thing because as it relates, people relate to the game much more so than they relate to the developers of the game. So the general at issue least at first. At least at first, yeah. So the general issue when you go to build an audience uh for a game that you're making is that it you you can only barely build a community around a game that doesn't exist yet yeah, in a playable form. This is actually exactly something we've been talking about with, with level head, which is that we want a really, really powerful community around it, but we can't, we, we just can't, can't actually launch the game yeah, because people need to be able to talk about stuff, share experiences, that sort of thing. That's the bonding element of community. And so uh, part of the idea with us doing the podcast is to try to convert some of that community that we build around our games, like Crashlands or Rails into a community that's built around us so that we can actually, carry it around as opposed to having to generate a new one every single at every single game point but the fact is that with every game launch you still are almost entirely creating a new community oh yeah i mean if you look at yeah if you look at even what happens when we do you know sales on steam and stuff like that versus our you know weekly listenership for the podcast um there's still an order of magnitude higher in terms of the total number of players coming into sort of the overall overall system from the games and that will always be the case because um you know we're not yeah, games is just it's an interesting thing as far as that community goes because it's not like it's not like being a pop star or something like yeah. that where you're so intimately bound to the the thing that you made that people that people sort of equate the two. I think there's just a lot of tiers of community around games, right? There's the people who just play your game, mm-hmm. and that's that's the almost that's the vast majority of your of your community. In some cases, they might play it for 15 minutes. Yeah, and like, some, some, like some, some I still might play it a lot. I played Elder Scrolls uh, online this weekend. Because I was like, I should probably check this out at some point. So I did. I played it for about half hour. I was like, nah. <laughs> that was it. That was, yeah, but I some was, people may play a lot of it and still not. People have tens of thousands of hours. In this right. Game. But still not necessarily go beyond that only one interaction where it's just them interacting with right. the product and that's it. And you have the next tier where it's people interacting with each other in relation to the project, which mm-hmm. usually is more likely to happen when you're the person put in 10,000 hours or whatever than the person who put in 30. Right. Um, but that's still, and that's your next largest group, which is way smaller than that first group uh, of people who care about the game enough to talk to other people about it and form. I'd say that's where your true community starts. And then you got another tier below that, which is the people who 
care about how the thing was made. Yeah. Whether well, it's because they want to be involved, they just want to know how it works or whatever. And those people now become a fan of the studio and they talk to each other about the studio. And then if possible, they interact with the studio itself in some way. So there's actually some dialogue going on there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then depending on the studio, there might be some layers below that, which to me, the, the podcast is like kind of like a really yeah. bottom layer. That's, you know, somewhere below that thing, um, which isn't to say it's, Bottom not meaning like the least important. No. Bottom meaning if the lowest part of the funnel, yeah. which is the fewest, the fewest people. people. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So because most people, most people don't have that high of a of an interest in just all the way down to that yeah. to that low level of uh, of how things work. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's an important thing to be aware of that that we hadn't thought about a lot in the early stages of building a community. Was mm-hmm. we were just like we just need people to talk to and to and to care about what we're doing uh, because that doesn't necessarily have a direct impact on you being able to sell a game. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a different pool of people actually. Um, and, and realizing that's true, I think is good for your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the way we also have been thinking about community is, is the idea of creating spaces for people to end up in um, at various points of development and stuff. So, so like if we didn't set up a discord server, if we didn't have the podcast, if we didn't have all these things, we didn't have our newsletter, et cetera, and we just launched games, then we have actually sort of – we haven't done our part to create a place for people to end up, Yeah. right? And so I think it's really hard to make a community around something that doesn't exist. Yep. So if you're trying to do it during development and it's your first game – Just know it will be hard yeah. and you're you're not going to have a lot of traction. I think it's generally yeah. – unless you have just like an outstanding – art style or something like that. Yeah, and I mean think about the fact that, you know, Levelhead, we've been working on it for a year. We've been talking about it on the podcast. Um, we were we went we went to Nintendo headquarters and mm-hmm. promoted it there. We've been on Nintendo's uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. We've got all kinds of material going out and we've got 200 people in the subreddit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Which is way higher than what most undeveloped uh, or currently in development games will get. But it's also but important. Still, basically zero. Yeah, it's important okay. to remember that that with several hundred thousand people in our newsletter, they don't care about a game that doesn't exist. Yep. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. they can't play it, which means they can't talk about it. They don't know. They only they only get it. to see what we show them. Yeah. Um. And so there's nothing for them to do. And so, uh. But we do have the subreddit, so that when the game launches, then now there's a place for people to to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So so that that's really the way to think about it, is like create those spaces. And make sure that they're set up and ready to catch people when they do when they do show up. Yeah, I think them. a good way to measure if your if your community sort of doing what it needs to do even before you know have a launch a new game launch or whatever else is is just answering that question of uh, if people are sticking around. So yeah. I think that's something interesting from from ours is you know we haven't put out a new game in three years and yeah three years this month and yet uh, most of our people are the same folks as we've had for. Three years, three to five years. Yeah, there's um, definitely some churn in there, but we have, but but the, I mean, the number that have been around for a long time that are also actively engaged with us yeah. is, is maybe a few dozen, right? Yeah. It's, it's not very many, um, but the, it it shouldn't be because we haven't been putting out new stuff, yeah. right? And I think a lot of what we do with the podcast and with us participating in those places like chatting in Discord or whatever uh, is mostly just to sort of be creating, you know, content, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. So that so there's just something for people who are interested in what we're doing, interested in our games, to still be participating in and, and, and seeing and, and knowing that there's new stuff coming out. Uh, but yeah, but even, even back in the very beginning when you guys were setting up uh, for Towel Fight, mm-hmm. when, did you, when, were the, when did the forums first go up? It was during, during Quadrupus. During Quadrupus. Quadrupus. Yeah. yeah. So at that time, I think if I remember, there were maybe like 50 people on there mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Um, and even even after Quadrupus came out, it, it didn't go up much higher mm-hmm. than that. It was maybe 
a hundred or something. Yeah, and we didn't we didn't specifically push people toward it. No, yeah, uh, either right. because it was very costly. But it was but it was yeah. at the time because we didn't we didn't have a we didn't have a community of any sort. Um, it was really cool to have fifty people in there. It was awesome. You know, yeah. it's and, and, and I think, a lot of those people are still around. Yeah. Yeah, That's actually, yeah. those, those are people yeah. who've stuck around the longest. They're actually. the butterscotch the hipsters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, there's something to be said for that where it, you have to ask yourself why you're forming a community and what its purpose is. And I think if you're trying to form a community around a game that doesn't exist um, to, to be able to sell your game better – uh, that's not realistic and it's yeah. just not what's going to happen. Um, unless, unless you're in one of those, you know, rare cases of a fabulous Kickstarter or something that brings into a large community. Um, but well, in most cases, it's just, you're going to, you're going to pick up a few people here and there. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll be chatting with them on Reddit in some of their contexts. They'll like, check out, check out what you're doing, realize mm-hmm. that you're making a game and go, you know, who knows? Uh, but it's already very cool, especially at the beginning of, of your career doing this kind yeah. of stuff, just to have some people who give a shit. And I think if you get wrapped up in the numbers, or if you get wrapped up in needing those people to go buy your product once you kick it out, it's only going to feel bad. But if you just get to sort of bask in the satisfaction of just having some people give a shit about what you're doing. Yeah, it's super nice. Because I mean, you nice. can't – most people's jobs don't – you don't get to say that about your job. Yeah. You don't get to be like – I mean, we had, I popped onto Discord yesterday and there's 460 people in our Discord online just hanging yeah. out. And it's like – that's weird. They're just there because they want to be there. That's yeah. weird and yeah. phenomenal. And if, you came, if you were like, let's compare that to Fortnite, then then we oh, could yeah. be sad. <laughs> of uh, or we could be relieved that we don't relieved, have that many yeah. people in our Discord because <laughs> I don't know true. what the hell we would do in that scenario. <laughs> yeah, but but the the thing is, if you if you frame it right, you get to always just be pumped yeah. that there are that many people who, who mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Well, honestly, better. this is a worry. It's a worry that I have is that that level head has the potential more so than any of our previous games to form a community around itself just because it's a game about creating things and sharing things. Right. Which is like, those are the essence of what a community needs. Mm -hmm. Um, and my, my fear is that our, like, what if our discord had 4,000 people active in it or 10,000, you know, and all they were doing was sharing level head share codes or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do we just need a separate, server for that i mean it's it's uh it's one of those good horrible problems you know yeah Yeah, but it's it's one it's one that we have to kind of think about just because and this is the same kind of thing we've been struggling to figure out how to deal with player feedback as well Mm -hmm. um because once we launch level head you know there's this happened when we launched Crashlands. Mm-hmm. Is all of a sudden we had people sending us bug reports via email and twitter and youtube comments and everywhere that they could and so we want to head that off but again it's a good problem to have if you got tens or hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of players, but it also will completely crush and bury you mm-hmm. to be getting hit by a thousand duplicate bug reports every 30 minutes. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, it's two sides of the same coin. It is. Right? And yeah, you just have to be careful with it because if you get wrapped up too much in the whole idea of building a community, uh, you'll also do that at the expense of building your game. Yeah. Um, so if you find yourself on Twitter for more than, five minutes a day mm-hmm. you're already spending way too much time on twitter but yeah. i think yeah we, well community. we also as part of our community mm-hmm. management strategy we were discussing the role of twitter and whether or not it, it is a community management tool right because the it, it, and it kind of it comes like it's like the the food versus candy versus dessert thing yeah. which is it's all about your definitions yeah and where we kind of landed on that was that a community is a bunch of people talking to each other yeah um and Twitter is about you talking to those. You talk, it's, it's, you, it's you broadcasting yeah. out to a group of people who have elected to receive your broadcasts, right? And yeah, that does occasionally uh, lead to some specific threads of conversation. Mm-hmm. 
but those tend to be very isolated and nested mm-hmm. um, such that they don't really pop out into the community at large, right? Uh, unlike something like a subreddit where the whole point of it is somebody makes a post and the entire purpose of that is for the entire rest of the community to, to judge that post mm-hmm. based on quality and then also have a discussion about it. So um, yeah, if your goal is is to build a community, then you should also make sure that you are focusing your resources toward community building mm-hmm. tools and not just things that make you feel good like right. tweeting. Right? Yeah. So oh, that's kind of where we've landed. Uh, I think we got time for one more question. I am Cade says, do you believe in ghosts? Oh, this I is feel weird. like we've been asked this question. We've, I think we've, we've been, told some stories before. I think we've been asked. I think, yeah, if we had any ghost stories, this is, the, this is one of those yeah. weird backflip things for me because I have ghost stories that I very much remember that I very, very much feel freaked out by, but I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> so, well, I think if you, as long as you believe, as long as you understand a little bit about the brain, it's very easy to have a real ghost experience that was not caused by a real ghost. Yeah, maybe. Or you know maybe that mean? was a ghost in your brain. Or maybe you know? you're, nah. what you're having is a ghost <laughs> nah. memory. And, yeah, yeah, and you never had a ghost experience. Right, yeah, because memories are also fallible. But, but the fact is, your experience, your sensory mm-hmm. experience is is invented by your brain. We talked about this a little bit when Seth was talking mm-hmm. about the selfie book, right? Yeah. You don't actually experience the world. You experience a a, a, rendition a very – well, actually, it's a, it's a rendition of a very tiny subset of the world, right? You can't see and x-rays. You can't see almost any part of the real world, almost any. Including ghosts, for example. If ghosts Which exist, are, of course, made sure. of x-rays. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then, we could, then we could detect them because we invent tools that let us, let us see outside of our, of our sensory <laughs> yeah. our sensory toolkit, right? Uh, so your little slice of the world that you get to perceive uh, in any capacity is basically none of it. Mm-hmm. And then your mind, that's basically – but if you were like look at the sheer amount of data that that almost 0% of the data is, right – it's so much that your brain has to throw almost all of it away and then take the rest and turn it into like patterns and things you've seen before and stories and, and whatever, so that you can try to make some sort of a sense of the world that you're in because your goal as a human being is just to stay alive as a human being, right? It's to turn the world around you into something sensical so that you can do something. Mm-hmm. And that means that things like, uh, what's that, what's that thing where you see faces and stuff, you know? Where, oh yeah. I, I don't know exactly what that is, called, but. but uh, but there's it's a, a thing people do. Humans are predisposed to read faces. Yeah, we're, we're predisposed to see patterns that are face-like actually as a, as a face. So right? we can see two dots in a line and we're like, that is a very neutral mm-hmm. right. person. Or exactly. you're like, that piece of toast has Beyonce's face. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. And it's, and it's because <laughs> like, our brains are, are set up to make it very easy to identify human faces because it's very useful for us yeah. uh, and to understand what a person is thinking or to try to guess at it and whatever. Um, and same deal with staying out of harm's way, right? Mm-hmm. Because – if you think you see a tiger, it doesn't really matter if there was a tiger because Correct. if you're wrong you're 99 dead. times and right <laughs> one time, like all that wasted energy was great. That was fine because you're not dead now. Well, right? If you see something moving fast in your peripheral vision, yep. you're getting the fuck out of there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know. It yep. doesn't matter if you're standing still, you're driving your car, you're in bed at night. Just – Yep. doesn't yeah. matter. Especially if you're in bed. Especially if you're in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or if you hear sounds, right? Because like at, yeah. at, at night, anytime I have the fan off, I actually – I hear sounds in the house. Yep. You know, we've got a cat, so she's yeah. definitely making this is why sounds, I have a white noise machine. It yeah, scares the ghosts you away. scare the ghosts away. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, really, I hate this. Yeah, but when it gets when it gets really cold, there's this there's, there's like a in my house, when it gets cold enough, there's a knock. That's just every like minute, there's a just a knock that lasts for hours, right? It's, well, it's a ghost. Exactly. So, so you can say like <laughs> this is a ghost, or it's like, okay, this only happens when it's cold. 
Probably uh, a pipe. Yeah. It's probably something. It's the house. Which yeah. is, it's something in the house, right? That doesn't mean that while I'm laying in bed and it's dark, I'm it's like, oh my god, fuck. there's a serial killer in the house, right? Of course, I still have that thought because that's the useful. <laughs> that's the useful evolution. Got to be ready for to it. keep me from dying, uh-huh. right? Because uh, really, what's happening is, of course, there is a serial killer living in your house who has been lulling you to a false sense of security right. by tapping mm-hmm. only when it's cold for the past year. <laughs> yeah, only when it's cold, just so they can. Now they're going to. You know, the thing is, like <laughs> that kind of thing could happen, right? It's not. It's not likely. Not super likely. So, <laughs> so, so these. Uh, so, yeah, so, so we have a lot of very useful uh, tools for dealing with the world that have nothing to do with the reality of the situation, mm-hmm. and in fact. Nothing about our entire perception of the world has to do with the reality of it. It has to do with useful. What is the most useful to keep us from being dead? Which right? is fear. Which fear is, fear. is the most useful. Fear thing is an enormous motivator. And so, as soon as you, as soon as you can see faces and things, right? And as soon as you're primed to be scared, especially at night, because you can't see very well, and that's when animals used to kill us, right? Mm-hmm. Like. As soon as you put all those things together, like, fuck yeah, you're going to see ghosts everywhere. That's exactly – that is the only possible outcome mm-hmm. of this collection of things, even though the ghosts don't have to exist. I've seen a lot of ghosts, um, which ended up being jackets on the backs of chairs. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> freaks me out. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you can down. see the, the silhouettes the of the arm, the sleeves uh-huh. hanging down. Yeah. You get that all. moment, that pang where you're like, oh my god. And yep. then you're like, oh, it's a jacket. It's just a jacket. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, or I live on a street that has no um, no overhead lights. Oh yeah, I, I'm in a residential area. There's no sidewalks or anything like that. And then every now and then, somebody will have like a yard waste bag out or something, and it'll have like leaves coming out in a weird <laughs> way, and I'll just see it kind of in the shadows. And it's always like by a mailbox or something hanging out, and it's unmoving, uh-huh. which is cre- the creepiest <laughs> yeah. of all. Yeah. At so I'll you. just see my periphery like this thing looking at me, just lurking by a mailbox, yep. and I'm like, ah, it's just a pile of leaves. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, like it's, like, it's like you don't have to be embarrassed by your response to these things, mm-hmm. right? And like it's this sort of weird thing where people feel like it has to be real to justify my response to it, you know? Because like it seems just ludicrous to be scared by a pile of leaves, right? Yeah, and you're like, so you want it to be instead something that you have a right to be afraid of, like a fucking monster, right? Well, but this is why this is why something like Slender Man. Yeah, it's so good because it's like it doesn't fucking move. Yeah, he looks like a tree, basically. He's just, yeah, you just kind of look. He's just there, just just uh-huh. looking at you just with this lack you. of a face, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, and then and then if you look away, or maybe if you look again, he's closer or yeah. whatever the fuck he does. You I know. think he just kills you. Right? I don't know. What well, there's a Slender Man game. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's all about like when <laughs> whenever you aren't looking, that's when Slender Man gets closer, and then as soon mm-hmm. as you as soon as you turn around, he's just there now. Yeah. And if you look directly at him, I think he just kills you right away. Yeah. Which is, of course, as we all know, things that are unmoving are the scariest of all. Oh, yeah, man. Right? I remember playing that because it was just like a really shitty demo. Is that what you want yeah, to talk about? Yeah. yeah. It's just like a little – You just have a flashlight. Oh, my yeah. God. It's horrifying. It's like at one point <laughs> you, you're trying to pick up like seven different notes about the Slender Man to piece it together. And it, there must be a time limit because basically the, the longer you take, the faster he starts uh, or the closer he gets every time you see him. And so I remember one of them, like, you go into the bathroom, and I remember I was just walking in, just sort of like, la, 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 and I turned the corner, and he's just there at the end, like, out of the end yeah. of the stall, and I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> run the other way. Um, and then you come back, and it's gone. Yep. yep. It's just horrifying. Well, and- there's there's nothing more frightening than the unknown, because your mind will create the most horrifying yeah. scenarios imaginable. This is this is why, if you ever watch, it's one thing I hate about uh, the Walking Dead show, is you always know when something bad is going to happen, because... They only show extreme close-ups, yeah. right? So, like, whenever the two people will be having a conversation, the camera is basically inside their nostril mm-hmm. because, like, we can't let you see anything that's happening because 
at the end of this conversation, a completely out. silent zombie will somehow emerge <laughs> and just bite somebody, right? Mm. Um, yeah, because – or – and then, of course, they have to switch it up. So maybe like – maybe half the time they don't – they just like – they do the extreme close-ups to keep you on the edge of your seat and then they – right. then there's nothing happens, yeah. right? So I don't know. So you've had ghost experiences, but – I don't know. We've all had ghost experiences because that's just what you call things that your mind starts to invent when it's trying to understand Maybe what's those going are just on ghosts, you know? I, know, I've, I fall squarely down the side. Of, I like the idea of a ghost. If ghosts existed, we would, in a, in a way that was could measurable. interact with the world, yeah. meaning it could make noises or do whatever, meaning you could you could know that a ghost existed, right? Then it would be measurable. And, there, and therefore, therefore, we could have measured it and we would fucking know unambiguously that they exist. And therefore, people would have been figuring out how to use ghost labor to for- make money. For energy generation. Yeah, yeah. if nobody's making money off of it, it doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a fair. Or if nobody's trying to make. Although there's those there's those shows where people go uh hunters where people go and they are like you know they measure the ghost in the room by being like I feel like there's a ghost in this room (laughs) Uh and then they go we're gonna we're gonna put out some recording equipment and then of course every ghost communicates through extremely staticky radio mm-hmm. waves. My favorite part about that was after the, the, uh, what was the word test thing on the internet? Where you, uh, the Yanni Laurel? Yanni one? Laurel test. So if you guys, if, you, if no one's heard this yet, just look up Yanni Laurel. And basically what it is, is it's a string of speech that depending on which one you're thinking about, that's what it sounds like. It also depends on your age and some other things too. Yeah. And yeah. so, but I, like after seeing that, and then even the, the blue dress, gold dress thing, uh, when you look at these ghost static videos, yeah, uh, it's also one of those things where it's a Rorschach test. Yeah, of course. You well, can, you people can are uncomfortable. People are uncomfortable with ambiguity. Mm-hmm. So when you hear that Yanni Laurel thing, what you generally have is one person's like, "Well, I hear Yanni." That's what happened in the office. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not even. It's not even that. It's if you. It's not even about the ambiguity. It's that depending on how the information is coming into your ears. Because did you try the one that has a sliding scale that changes uh, the amount of noise? No, because yeah. you can actually you can actually hear it change from mm-hmm. one to the other. And and depending on who you are, uh, like so mostly just how how you hear stuff, right? Then that exact spot will be different, which is why then that original one, everybody because it was like right kind of in the middle, where on average about half of people heard it one mm-hmm. way and half heard it the other way. But if you skew the that whole sound pattern a little bit more, then everybody hears it as one. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the one that I heard other. was the the double one. But here's the thing: like I heard both. Yeah, yeah. I heard. Right. I obviously heard both yeah. of those sounds mm-hmm. mixed together. I was like, I don't understand why people will be so so tribal about it. That's because people like, <laughs> want, people want there just to be a truth about how the world is, and they, and they want their sensory experience to be equivalent to that. Well, and, yeah, know, they, they, like, they want to be able to say not. They want to be able to say uh, a thing is this. Yeah, a thing is X. Yeah, it can be nothing else. A and thing if they hear somebody else thing. say that the thing is Y, well, I think you can't both be right. Is how mm. people see that, right? right. But the which fact is, you can of, both be right. Which means because one actually of you, you're both wrong. Right. And if one of you has to be wrong. Then that means you're a loser. <laughs> yeah, you're dumb now. Yeah, something. So you pick you pick your sound. You're like, I heard Yanni. Yeah, so pick your was, team. So team was, Yanni. Yeah, somebody was like, I heard Laurel. And now, even though there's absolutely no way to resolve this centuries conflict, of bloodshed. Yeah, that's, that's how it happens. Yeah, and thus the Yanni Laurel. Yeah, wars. despite the fact <laughs> that, and that whole, I think it's important every time you're in an argument about something to to always have. Things can be both, just in your back yeah. pocket, right? Because so many fucking arguments. That's why I can believe in ghosts. 
or I cannot believe in ghosts and also have ghost experiences. Yeah. Okay. And, and the fact is like you can rationally know that it doesn't make any sense for ghosts exactly. to exist. Yeah. And that simultaneously, every time you hear a fucking noise in the middle of the night, think that's a goddamn ghost. <laughs> Man, after watching Stranger Things, you know, was, though, <gasps> maybe, maybe this is a, this is a definitions problem. Because when people talk about ghosts, what they're talking about is a literal spirit from a dead person. It's always a person for yeah. some reason. There's yeah. never a ghost of an ant crawling around. Well, there might be. Ant ghost. You know, you know, who knows? You never yeah. know. I don't know why only people have ghosts. Because only little, people have souls, Seth. That seems a little human-centric. <laughs> I feel like dolphins, at least, would have ghosts. Probably but you would. never hear about ghost dolphins swimming around in their ghost Ghost ponds. elephants would be terrifying. Ghost yeah. elephants? You never hear about these, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but if instead of thinking about a ghost as a physical represent, like a physical spirit that is somehow transcended into the realm of mortals, mm-hmm. if instead a ghost is what is the word that means I'm imagining stupid things, like that's what a ghost is, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, so now you can say or like scary things. Like, yeah, so yeah. now you can say like oh, I was laying in my bed and I heard a ghost. And all that that really just means that is just like, means is you had a sensory experience that made you think that something harmful might happen mm, to you. Right, which of course was ridiculous because you're just laying in bed in your own house and everything mm-hmm. is fine. Yep. So when you so you heard a ghost. Yeah. Which is just an imaginary thing that you made up. And then to be fair, actually, anytime that something like that happens, I'm always afraid that there's a real live person. That's what that's the because most those are part. way more dangerous yeah. than imaginary ghosts. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I think if you're afraid of ghosts, you just. You're just afraid of the wrong thing. Yeah. Because people are very If you're afraid of ghosts, you're afraid of yourself. What? You know, because it's you. You are the ghost. (laughs) Sam Sam wanted to say whoa, but then he he realized it made no sense. (laughs) It does, right? Because a ghost ghost is manufactured by your own brain. Sure. That's what it is. So you are the monster. You are. Yeah. Yeah. You're You're the terror in the night. That's true. If you can make ghosts with your mind. Which we all do. Which we all do. You're a horrifying terror You're machine. You're a ghost man, yeah. sir. And actually, it's true yeah. because people have found a <laughs> way to make money off of this by inventing ghosts in their own mind, hence scary movies and horror novels. Yes, and Listerine. And Listerine. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Okay, well, I think Ghost we'll, of Halitosis. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you can invent fears in people and then sell them the solution. It's, yep. a, t- it's a tale as old as time. So would you say then that People are making money off of ghosts. They are, yes. but, but not in the sense of a corp, of a incorporeal corporeal ghost being. In yes. the sense <laughs> of a ghost being a manufactured uh, fear yeah. that has no literal representation in the real world. So, what happens when you give up the ghost? That means you give up all your fears, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, What's the ghost guess. in the machine? Is that the thing the machine is scared of? Ghost in the machine is when the when the machine starts becoming sentient. And it starts being scared of things. Well, I think I think it the probably impo- starts having nightmares. <laughs> I think the <laughs> operative word there is ghost because the ghost in the machine is imaginary and it's something that we made up. Mm, That's why right, it's a ghost. Right, right. So you got to take it from the other direction. It's not it's not the ghost from the machine's perspective. It's the ghost from our perspective. Right. Because mm-hmm. a ghost is always from the perspective of the person who made it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ghost mancer. Right. Mm-hmm. We're all ghost mancers. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is: It's 2019 now. What kind of ghosts? What kind of ghosts are you going to make? What kind of ghosts have you been mancing? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Maybe man some better ghosts. Find some ghosts that are good for your life. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. If your ghosts aren't improving your life, make some better ghosts. Mance them. Yeah. <laughs> Mance those ghosts. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. We'd like to thank our producer, Fat Bard, for making us sound good. Thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. If you'd like to get more involved in the Butterscotch community, you can go to our Discord server at discord.gg slash bscotch. Also, if you'd like to cover your body with Butterscotch merch, you can check out our shop at shop.bscotch.net. And if you'd like to send us something, we have a mailbox. 
which is at mailbox.bizgosh.net. However, we just received a uh, six-pound bag of Cadbury mini eggs from Giant Muskrat, and mm-hmm. we're, work, we're working through it. It's going to take some time. <laughs> it's a trying time this for is, us. It has created a problem for my whole, like, don't eat dessert or it's uh, just a six-pound bag of eggs staring yeah. at you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we're working on getting it down to a five-pound bag. Yeah. It takes time, though. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the address for that is over at mailbox.bscotch.net. Don't send us anything alive. Nope. Yeah. Or so, anything that can really rot in any way. Yes. If it can die or become more dead than it already was, <laughs> then uh, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, if you'd like to buy us a cup of coffee and help support the podcast, you can do so over at moneygrab.bscotch.net. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.